Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Screen Beans. This is episode 81. We're your host, Carolyn Chillick. And Jerry Wilson. And tonight is our awards of 2017. Our movie awards. Movie awards, correct. For all the movies that we saw and reviewed. Correct. So we have 18 movies total. Mm-hmm. We've reviewed them all year. So some of you that have listened to all of our movie reviews kind of know where they stand in each of our opinions. But mm-hmm. there could be some wild cards in here. There could be some, you know, you know, unexpected surprises. Who knows? But we've hashed out together our nominees and winners of all these categories. And we have Magic Beans. We also have the Stinky Beans. Mm-hmm. So... We got a well-rounded show tonight, so <laughs> you ready to uh, get this show on the road? Yes, I am, and I guess we can go ahead and play our, our spoiler sounder, even though there are no spoilers, but, you know, it's just... If you the, haven't uh... seen the movie. Okay, that's fair enough. There you go. Fair <laughs> enough. Okay, let's do this. Warning. This podcast contains spoilers. Enter at your own risk. So, like I said, we have our awards. We have Mm -hmm. Magic Beans for all the best of. Mm -hmm. And we have 10 different categories for that. We also have the Stinky Beans. And we have five categories for the Stinky Beans. Yes. So I think what we're going to do is do the Stinky Beans first. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll end on the the best, you know, the better note to end on. End on the high note. Yes. Well, cool. So let's go uh, number one, the Stinky Bean for Worst Villain nominees are Elizabeth Banks in Power Rangers. Mm -hmm. Kurt Russell in Guardians of the Galaxy. And Matthew McConaughey in The Dark Tower. And the winner is Worst Villain 2017. Goes to Kurt Russell, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I, he had he had some tough competition in this, this category. Yes, he did, and I, I guess when it comes down to it, I just I just didn't like him. Mm-hmm. It's like I well, really I, mean, I really enjoyed the movie Guardians of the Galaxy. The the Guardians were great, you know. Funny and all that stuff. I just didn't like where this villain went and what his idea of kind of taking over the, the universe or well, whatever. Well, yeah. Just, I mean, it's like Kurt Russell didn't bother me as Kurt, like, you know, his character. Yes, himself. he was fine. I think the story of what was the reason for him being a bad guy was mm-hmm. a little bit, huh? And I feel like they didn't explain it well enough. I think they are... I don't know exactly. It's like they spent too long on those weird plasticky looking mm-hmm. people in the bubbles, you know, where he's talking about spreading his seed and all this <laughs> stuff and all of that. I'm like, I don't know. It just seemed like they could have done a better job. So it's like more mm-hmm. of like ego's reasoning for mm-hmm. spreading his seed and making every planet ego, like an ego planet, I guess. But yeah. then what? I mean, yeah, and then what? Then you're you just continue to grow, and it, and then it just becomes you. I mean, it seems like unless you're going to create yourself on all these planets, so you could, I don't know, just. I mean, I, I guess that's God complex in itself, but <laughs> yeah, I guess okay. But anyway, yeah. So I mean, I feel like you know the top the nominees. You know, Elizabeth Banks. I kind of put her on here because I feel like her character was overacted, like it was. Mm. Well, Over the top. Typical Elizabeth Banks. Kind of, for me, this is kind of what she does now in, in her movies. It's all kind of this over-the-top acting it's like kind of thing. It's like a caricature of an actor. Yeah, because she did the same kind of thing in like The Hunger Games. She right. was this Well, even like Pitch Perfect, she even plays kind of a over-the-top. Oh, yeah. Top, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, so it's kind of like her thing. But, you know, you know I know that in the television series from the 90s you know Rita Repulsa was pretty mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. over the top there but it's like I don't know there it was just a TV show and that's kind of like what it was because it was everything was like that mm-hmm. but this it's kind of 
she was just, I don't know. I don't, just didn't fit in, I guess. But yeah. yeah, and then with Matthew McConaughey, it was just kind of like the movie itself and, you know, him being Walter mm-hmm. and I don't know, just, no. I don't know. His, no. his, it was just, his was just a blah, like, meh, kind of thing. So, yeah, definitely Kurt Russell. Okay, so next up is worst CGI character, CGI animated character, whatever you want to call it, just the worst one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the nominees are Steppenwolf from Justice League, Goldar from Power Rangers, and Superman's upper lip in Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> and the winner is. Steppenwolf from Justice League. Yeah, he it it was bad. It was it was horrible. It was hard to watch. Yes, it was. When every time he was on there, it was very hard to watch. And I and I still go back to I don't understand why they didn't do that kind of that technique where you know like Andy, what's his name? Andy Circus. Yeah, where they put all the dots all over their face to really capture all. Yeah, they do more all of the, the facial expression and, and all that stuff. Instead where, of just uh, making it up, we're here. They just they they winged it. They completely winged it, and the person, the guy who who voices Steppenwolf, just kind of came into the studio to to voice it. But that was it. They got zero like facial expressions and any of that stuff. They just kind of tried to just freehand it, so to speak, and it was it was horrible. It was yeah, bad. You just don't catch the nuances, and I mean, you see it with Marvel with Hulk with mm-hmm. Thanos. Even with um, Caesar in the, um, you know, the... War for the Planet of the Apes? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean you, those are great. And those are like, pers- like you can see the personality and you can see, you know, the, you know, what makes a character into like more of a, in, a human kind of, you know, emotions and stuff. With Steppenwolf, when they make it up, you just don't get those nuances that people mm-hmm. don't really know how to explain but they know it when they see it. And I, I don't know why they didn't do it. I don't, I don't know whose decision it was not to do it. It's probably because it's cheaper. I'm sure it was money. I'm, I'm sure. Of money. But let me ask you a question. War for the Planet of the Apes. Was that made by Warner Brothers? Uh, I don't know. For some reason, I, I want to say I think it is. I could be completely wrong. And if it was, then they know how to do it. Well, I thought it was is was Fox because now it's owned by Disney. Didn't you know? I'm going to stop down the show. Well, I'll talk about what why the <laughs> other two. So Goldar in Power Rangers is also on this list, and I feel like it's because we just hated the way Goldar looked. I mean, he was cool. I mean, not not, not cool, but cool. he was well done. But we just hated their design decision with Goldar, and it was like he looked a lot like. The, you know, the metal guy in Thor. So it's kind of like, I don't know, kind of a... Yeah, but the metal guy in like Thor, like the first one... Right. Was cool. Was cool. He was cool. This was, this was ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. Just like a big, huge gold blob. Yeah. Because the putties in that movie were also pretty piss poor. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then <laughs> Superman's upper lip was just because I mean you oh could God. tell you you could tell you and, could so tell and then and then to start off Justice League with the you know cell phone video of Superman with the fixed upper lip mustache thing was a complete train wreck. It's like you 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 are now getting this movie off on the wrong foot by showing that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. now, now people they have this stuck in their head of this awkward upper lip Superman, and now you need to try to get the movie going when you, well, the, the executives of Warner Brothers they <laughs> torpedoed that that movie a long time ago. Well, let's are are you still looking or can we move on? You still looking? I'm still looking, but we can move on because I really want to find out. Because for some reason, I think it was Warner Brothers who did it. I don't think you're right. You don't think I'm right? I think when we were talking about... You think like 20th Century Fox? I think it was Fox because it was one of the things that Disney got the rights to when they purchased Fox. But... Okay. We can go on. I'm just... I'm... 
I'm still going to type it up. So I, I uh... <laughs> okay. Okay. So the next category is worst visual effects. <laughs> awesome. And the nominees are Power Rangers, Ghost in the Shell, Transformers, and Justice League. And the winner is Justice League, which we can just what would yeah it goes without it goes without can, explaining to, too much but we're our, going to our argument from number from the last one Superman's upper lip this is just kind of that was just one aspect of why this visual effects in this movie were so bad because there were times in the scenes like the fight scenes where Cyborg didn't look right you know like his head was on a it was like something like his head was on a different body and I feel like um, it's like uh, I'm trying to think of something else because it seemed like there was a lot. I mean, Steppenwolf in well, general, yes, and 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 Cyborg. Like when they get to the point to where they're going to fight Superman when mm-hmm. he comes back, the the special effects there are horrible because it just looks like Cyborg's head's just kind of bouncing around. See, and that's what I was just saying when you weren't paying attention oh, and looking sorry. at your phone. I fucking ruined the show. <laughs> <laughs> My 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 bad, my bad. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, there's multiple aspects that you know just yeah. 20th the Century Fox. I'm done looking. I, and I was right. You were right. 20th Century Fox. Yep. <laughs> and uh, and also the bubble, the talking bubble, the talk bubble, bubble, the 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 dirty underwater. Water. Kind of, I, I sure hope Aquaman that comes out next year doesn't have that and. I, I'm not dogging on Aquaman for next year yet. I'm I am a wait and see because it's because we haven't even seen a trailer yet. No, we haven't, so and it's, it's a different different director. You know, mm-hmm. so so I don't think his vision of Aquaman is the same as Zack Snyder's. So I think that has it going for kind of similar to how Wonder Woman was. It was a different director and. She had her own take on how right. it look and feel and all that stuff. So I'm kind of hoping and praying that Aquaman will be kind of the same. But, you know, it's like Justice League, it, it had these moments that kind of called you back to, you know, like comic book style shots that were really cool. But as far as the the way it looked overall as a movie... It just didn't really look. It didn't, right. it didn't look well. Good. And I mean, I don't know if this is really visual effects, but even like the Amazons, like their costumes in this one were totally more sexist and didn't make you know they're mm-hmm. designed by a dude. And it's like, why change them from Wonder Woman? Mm-hmm. It's like keep the same style. Everybody, I mean, there was no reason for it except for who we got to show some you know more cleavage and midsections and you know blah 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 because you know sexist men are doing this but yeah i mean it's like you make decisions that are totally the wrong decision in mm-hmm. every aspect whenever you have to make a decision you pick the wrong choice yeah basically it's how this movie yeah and i, I think that you could just tell that the majority of this movie was you know green screened and it was just some of it was just poorly done mm-hmm. unlike you know you know, Guardians of the Galaxy or Star Wars or some of those other ones that you know that they're using green screens as well, but it's like you can't really tell. It looks like it's real and it looks like it's really happening right, right there. Mm-hmm. It's like this is an actual place where some of this stuff was just kind of uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and and who knows? I'm I know why the executives at Warner Brothers sunk this movie. Yeah. Okay. So all right. So yeah, so that was so that was worst visual effects. Justice League take took that by a mile. <laughs> yes, it did. Yes. All right, moving on. Worst lead character. Right. So this involves men and women. We just did a yep. worst lead. Just ganged them all together. Yes. Okay. So worst lead character nominees are Scarlett Johansson, Ghost in the Shell, Dane DeHaan. From Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Tom Cruise in The Mummy. Ugh. And Mark Wahlberg in Transformers The Last Night. 
And the winner is... Dane DeHaan? Yes. Okay. Valerian. Yes, because I told, I think he was totally miscast in this movie. Yes, and we, we talked about it when we did our review of that movie that we felt that character and the way that they tried to make this character in this movie, they completely miscast to the point to where I hated... I, I, I hated the lead character. Well, it, it's like, I don't... I feel like I can see where they're trying to make it where it's not, you know, cookie cutter, Hulk, you know... Chris Evans out there? Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> like, you know, the same, you know, that's the only vision of sexy that there is. I can see that, but still, this... He didn't come off as a guy that would be like that either. I don't know. It's kind of... Mm-hmm. It seemed like it was didn't fit and it's not mm-hmm. just because of i mean not like how he looks but even the way he acted didn't mm-hmm. seem like he was that type of i don't know just yeah yeah it was just something was off about it mm-hmm. it wasn't specifically about he didn't look the part it was just kind of that the way that it was acted as well just mm-hmm. kind of i couldn't believe that that character was a ladies man yeah it's like and and we talked earlier that you know for him, I really liked his character in you know Beyond the Pines. I thought mm-hmm. I he, never he, saw that. I one. thought he was he was great in there, and it, and, it, and it fit the role and the character and all that. But I just think with this one, it was just it it, it was just a a missed cast, and it just kind of didn't work for me. Right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so. definitely. Okay. Yeah, and so the rest. I mean, it's kind of like with Scarlett Johansson. I feel like. What I, I what I remember the most about this movie is that her walk was so weird. Like that, in the way that she acted, it was like I'm a robot, I'm a real person, but I'm still yes, a and then, robot. And, then, and, and, then, and then, then it's like you, she's supposed to be this awesome fighter, mm-hmm. and then all she did was shoot. Like, yeah, I mean, and, and then on top of that, I also didn't like this casting either because she should have been Asian. Yeah, she, she should have yeah. been Asian. It's like they're, you know, they're trying to, you know, white bread it up and mm-hmm. all yeah. that. And this movie still failed because it comes down to this story just wasn't very good. Right. But, yeah. yeah. So. And then Tom Cruise was his typical Tom Cruise self. It's like he knows how to just do one thing and he that's all he does for, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, like one dimensional take blah, out, blah, blah, Take blah. out the mummy. And stick we already in know front, how much I hate Tom Cruise. So Mission Impossible. And it's the same. It's. Yeah. You get the same thing. He's the same guy in every single no movie. Matter no matter what the title of the movie is, Tom Cruise is going to play the same role, same part, same character. Mm-hmm. Just the title of the movie will be different. Right. You see, next summer, Mission Impossible 6 comes out. You might, might as, well, as well call it Mission Impossible well. The Mummy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's going to be the same same thing. Yeah. So and Mark I'm, Wahlberg is just, I mean, Mark Wahlberg in this movie is the same thing with Tom Cruise. Mark Wahlberg just plays the same character over and over. Yes. I mean, he just plays Mark Wahlberg. He just plays himself <laughs> yes. in every movie. And it works sometimes, and then it doesn't work sometimes. And this one mm-hmm. is definitely one. It does not work because it's just yeah. everything about this, and we can get to it in the next category. Yes. Let's so that brings us this, this, this to okay. So our worst movie of the year for 2017 is Transformers: The Last Night. Yes. And, and there's many reasons why this was our worst movie uh, of the year. Right. Because if we go back to the rankings, you actually had Valerian ranked below Transformers, and I had Transformers as last. But when you nostalgia, I like Transformers. But still, if you think about what each movie had for it, had going yes. for it, and what each movie didn't, Transformers is definitely going to be worst movie of the year. Number one, I feel like <laughs> they just copy pasted from other Transformer movies. Yes, the special effects mm-hmm. and the explosions. It's like they, 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 just they took moved it off that the explosion shelf and moved it to a different city. Mm-hmm. And that fight is the same one that, but it's just a different street. And I, and I think, and also with Transformers, the last night, there there is no there is no story. It's like you've made five of these films, 
and you try to connect them, yeah, l- but it's like loosely. You, I mean, loose, very but loosely. Did a horrible job because basically the same thing happens in each one. Yes, the world is about to come to an end, and then it all end. Everyone begins with everyone hates the Transformers and they're in hiding. Uh huh. And they all end with the Transformers saving the world. Optimus Prime dies somewhere along the way and comes back to life. Right, and it's like. What happens between each of these movies that makes everybody hate the Transformers again? Uh-huh. I mean... And and yet, these movies are just pretty much big giant robots and action scenes and things blowing up. The the, the story, there is no there is no story to this. And yet, or these dialogue. films... Or dialogue. And these films continue to make boatloads of cash. I mean, boatloads of cash. It, it makes seven, eight hundred, nine hundred million dollars. Right. Because there are stupid fucking people on this planet who go... And pay money to see this. And they're not in the United States. And they will... Con- yeah, no, it's not. The United States, this thing tanked. Right. I it mean, tanked because it's a ridiculous fucking movie. We were the only people movie. that saw it, I feel like. Yeah, we were just there with, you know, crickets. <laughs> but it's just... It continues to do well and make money for the studios. So they're going to continue to make this stuff. Like like this year, supposedly, I think there's supposed to be like the Bumblebee movie. Right. That's set back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Is it, and so is this the same Bumblebee that's in all these other five movies? You're just going to now it's like have, a, have a time piece? Movies. Yeah. Where the very first Transformers movie, he was in hiding? Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Like, they need to completely blow up the Transformers, redo it, get Michael Bay as far away from it as possible, and redo it. Same thing like with G.I. Joe. You need to redo it. It's like, I'd like to see a good G.I. Joe movie. You can do it. I mean, I could live the rest of my life with never having to see another Transformers or G.I. Joe. Because it's like, they ruined them so much that, I mean, I don't even really need I, to ever see it again. I mean. I know, because. Let, they, me, just, they, let me just watch the old 80s cartoons and be happy. Yes, because it, 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 they're better. But it, it is. It's, it's With these five movies, each movie is the exact fucking same. They all say the same one-liner things. In them, and it's such a beatdown. And mm-hmm. I remember being so giddy when the first Transformer movie was getting ready to come out, thinking this is great. And I, I grew up one, on the on the, the cartoon. First one I don't think was bad. No, it wasn't. And then because you got all but your little goofy one liners because and, they've had so many bad bad mm-hmm. ones after it that I don't even remember what I liked about it. I just remember not. Yeah. And, and Megatron, he dies in every single one and comes back as a as a new Transformer, so we can sell more fucking toys. Mm-hmm. Is is what. A lot of these movies end up becoming is how can we sell toys? We need to be able to sell toys. If we can't sell toys, we're not going to make any more movies. Well, I mean that's all because of Star Wars. Well, uh, I know, I know, I know. Because that's how George Lucas made all of his money was selling toys. He didn't even make any money on the movie. He built Skywalker Ranch and Lucas Films because of toys. So now that's what everybody wants to do. But anyway, anyways. Let's now move on to the high notes. <laughs> yes, the high notes. Let's stop complaining and let's start praising. Praising and talking about <laughs> what we loved this year because there was a lot of stuff that we loved. A lot more than we hated. Yes, even though sometimes it didn't come across like that on our reviews. But th- th- there it's really always was. easier to, to tear something down to, to lift something up. So yeah, yes, it is. Let's try to lift up. Okay. All right. Here we go. For the Magic Bean for Best Villain 2017. Nominees are Julianne Moore, Kingsman, The Golden Circle. Michael Keaton in Spider-Man Homecoming. And Woody Harrelson, War for the Planet of the Apes. And the winner is Michael Keaton, Spider-Man Homecoming. Because for me... I feel like his villain was the best developed and most believable Mm -hmm. that could happen. And it's like, I love it when the villain isn't just 100% bad. I mean, he's just a family guy trying to make a living to support his family. Yes, and I love the way that this movie started off with, all. he has this company, all he's doing is cleanup. He's just doing cleanup. And then here you have big government, rich, rich, you know... Right. Basically, guys coming in here and taking it from him and making money off of them. Because basically, it's like Iron Man. He comes in and makes this mess, or the Avengers, and uh-huh. now he's going to make the money from cleaning up his own mess. 
Yeah. So now it, it just makes him want to make more messes so that he can clean it up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so so you kind of see he's he's not bad. He's just kind of had enough of getting pushed around by you know the yeah the war's changing the, the big the world man. is changing. So I got to change with it. And during this whole movie, he's trying to keep a low profile because he's like you know as long as we kind of just stay down, do the small stuff, not take too much. The the big dogs like Iron Man and Captain America and all them aren't going to come after him. Mm-hmm. So let's just kind of keep keep doing this. But you know, Spider Man kind of gets involved and and all that. And, and kind, kind of, of you know, you know, he gets some guys helping him that you know make a big show. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of catches the attention. And then it kind of snowballs from there. So I mean, I just and I mean, on yeah. top of it. His vulture costume <laughs> was pretty awesome. Well, it, yeah, it was really awesome. And I like how they were able to come up with a vulture costume that was unlike the comic book character. And they have they made it part of this existing MCU right. world. Mm-hmm. And just, like, he just took these pieces from doing cleanup and, and they built this. Right. Which I thought was awesome. And then Michael Keaton. I, I'm a huge Michael oh, Keaton yeah. fan, and when I found out that he was first going to do this role, I was I couldn't be more more excited for it. And then it kind of changed a little bit to where he kind of wasn't involved anymore, and they were going to try to you know go in a different direction. But then he comes back, and I'm just like, ah, oh, yes, mm-hmm. this is going to be awesome. It's going to yeah. be awesome. So, yeah, definitely. I thought hands down, Michael Keaton. Yes. Yep. Best villain. All right. So. so Number two, the best visual effects of 2017. The nominees are Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2, Star Wars, The Last Jedi, and Lego Batman. (laughs) And the winner is Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. I thought visually this movie was awesome. It Blew my mind. I mean, I feel like all of these movies had, I mean, great, even if the story wasn't the best, the looks of them, I mean, they Mm -hmm. take you into a different world. Guardians, I feel like there was just so many different aspects and different techniques and different looks Mm -hmm. that, you know, just make this look like such a huge world. Yeah. I mean, if you talk, I mean, Ego's Planet alone... And mm-hmm. then you have um, the gold, the people, the gold yeah. people. Mm-hmm. I can't remember their name. But even just the way that they have them, like, they're all playing video games and doing all of the mm-hmm. visual effects of the space battle. And even, like... Or the y- jumping from planet to planet to planet. Oh, yeah. That's was, cool. Was awesome. And I love the way Yondu interacts with his arrow. You know, mm-hmm. and that whole scene where they're on the junker or whatever the spaceship with his... Yeah, and they kind of have like an aerial shot of where the arrow's all going through the... Yeah, he's like at the control the room and, uh-huh. and you can see it in different places and... That was such a cool shot. Yeah. And, I mean, there was... I mean, it's just a lot of different mm-hmm. things that made... I mean, even just the special effects with Groot and with Rocket yeah. and all of that. I mean, they... This is how you do special effects and CGI characters and all that. I mean, this is how yes. you do it. Yes, this is exactly how you do it. And I want, you know, we don't, you know, want DC to, you know, copy them. But there is, you, you have to work on your your, your technique if you're. I mean, DC. you don't have to copy the look, but you can copy the the um, I'm uh, blanking on the word the uh, the quality is just better. Yeah, the method of doing it. It doesn't have to look like it, but you have to use the method because I mean, it's not like Marvel has. A hold of it because Fox mm-hmm. did it with War of the Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't look anything like Guardians, but Caesar and the Apes mm-hmm. looked real, and they did an excellent job with all of that because yeah. they used that motion capture. Mm-hmm. I mean, millions of movies. And are then, doing wh- and it. what about what about uh, King Kong? King, because I think now I think King Kong was the Warner Brothers. Yeah, probably. Yeah, maybe. maybe. And and visually. It's not it's not nominated for best visual effects, but that thing looked really cool and looked light years ahead of right. the Justice League movie. Mm-hmm. As we circle back around to King yeah. again, 
stop kicking. Stop kicking. Okay. So but anyway, so best, yeah. So the Guardians best. of the Galaxy, hands down, best visual effects of 2017. Full of color, action. Oh, man, it was just it everything. Was great. Yeah. It was great. Okay. Everything good. Now, best CGI character. The nominees are King Kong in uh, Kong Skull Island. Hulk in Thor Ragnarok. Bubble from Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. And Baby Groot from Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. And the winner is... King Kong from Col- Kong Skull Island. <laughs> Cole. Cole. Yeah. yeah, which, I mean, I didn't love this movie because mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of meh. But Kong, I liked Kong in this movie. Yes, he looked amazing. And the close-up, like when he kind of, they're standing on a cliff, and he kind of comes up, and you see like a close-up of his face. Mm-hmm. I mean, the detail yeah. in his face, and even in that, you could see character in it. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, yeah. the, the visuals on Kong himself, I thought, were Yeah, like awesome. the, like the, the hair or fur or whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just, it was it was And his awesome. eyes. I mean, I uh-huh. think it's the eyes. Yeah, too. it was I mean, so awesome. They did a great job on him. I think he he is the only thing that, I mean, personally, he's the only thing I liked in that movie was Kong. Well, I mean, yes, seeing Kong, because he looked so cool and him, you know, beating the shit out of things was awesome. I also like the after credit scene as they're building up to do more of these movies. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 sure. <laughs> I'm sticking with my... I like Kong. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Now, best fight or action sequence of 2017. The nominees are Logan vs. Logan in Logan. <laughs> <laughs> Thor versus Hulk in Thor Ragnarok. Eggsy and Harry versus Poppy and Whiskey in Kingsman, The Golden Circle. And Superman versus the Justice League in Justice League. <laughs> and the winner is Eggsy and Harry versus Poppy and Whiskey, Kingsman, the Golden Circle. That end fight scene at the end of the movie when Eggsy and Harry show up at Poppy's place. Right. It is awesome. I, I mean, I agree. I feel like... What always gets me is when they have the long camera shoots, like the one camera mm-hmm. where it moves around and they have like these elaborate choreographed fight scenes where if it's not done in one long shoot, it sh- definitely looks like it. And I mm-hmm. just love the feel because you feel like you're in the battle. Yes. You're and, they, there. And, and they actually, and the way that it was done, it actually makes it feel like, like you can, you can see the action and what's going on because they have things sped up, slowed down, and you can actually see because sometimes they pull out so you can see all of that, the action going on. And there's some films that, that just don't do that. They have everything going so fast you can't really tell yeah. what's going on. And they but do that on this, purpose because it makes it, you know, because they, yeah. you know, helps them make a cheat, you know, not have to do as much work. Mm-hmm. But with this, it's like they are... At least it makes it feel like they are concentrating, and you feel like yeah, they put a lot of time and thought and detail into doing this this shot, and it was so well done. It's like I, I it's like I really want to see this director get his hands on a Superman movie. Oh yeah, I think it would be great. The action, at least the visually and the action stuff, would be great. They, you know, hopefully they would nail the story, but. Just watching how how he did this scene and did this movie was well. Was plus, awesome. it's not and it's not just shooting. Mm-hmm. You know, there's fighting, there's lassoing, there's you know the umbrella where they have the <laughs> yes. screen and all that stuff. It's like there's a bunch of different aspects to the fight as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and then they even like pop in a few of the little Elton John in there because I mean there's <laughs> dogs. Yeah, the mechanical dogs—they were great in this in this scene as well. And so, I mean, it's just, just like so much happening, and the camera just keeps moving. And you know, and that's one thing that I like about Kingsman—that it's fun to watch. I mean, it's fun to watch, mm-hmm. and you know, over the top in the fights and stuff. It's just kind of part of 
the feel of these movies. So it's like it doesn't bother me. Like you know, some people are like that's not real. Blah blah blah. But that's that's it's what a fucking doing. movie. Well, plus it's just that's what they do, and that's what you. It's like going to Quentin Tarantino movie and going, "Wow, that's gratuitous violence." Yeah, but it's like that's what his movies are. I mean, that's yes. what this is. And so, um, with Kingsman, I think I mean just the the choreo- uh Excuse me, excuse me. What was that? I knew I was going to mess this word up. The choreography alone mm-hmm. for the fight scenes, I think, hands down, you know. High praise to the people who, you know, yeah. do that. And, 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 and I in, mean, in that movie, all of them were good. Right. This one just happened to be the biggest and the best because it's at the very end. It's the, the buildup of the movie. And, and, man, it was. Well, even like I kind of like when um, when um, Harry comes back and, you know, and they kind of mimic the scene where he fights mm-hmm. those guys in the bar where he, like, uses the umbrella and yeah. hits him over the head. And he's, like, off. This yeah. whole time, because it's like he's been out of it for so long. Mm-hmm. I mean, even like doing that kind of stuff where it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, it's cool. So, I mean, yeah, all the fight scenes, but. Yes. Definitely Kingsman. Hands okay. down. Okay. Okay. Now, best team up of 2017. The nominees are Thor and Hulk and Thor Ragnarok. Finn and Rose in Star Wars, The Last Jedi. And then the whole Justice League at the end of the movie, including Superman now, has finally joined up with the team in Justice League. And the winner goes to... Thor and Hulk. Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, this one for me was such a such a no-brainer. Like when we were coming up with the categories and stuff like that, and we came up with best team up. I, was, it, I mean... I yes, just, I just a- love seeing that side of Hulk, where he's not just ah, mm-hmm. you know, sitting or, on the bed talking to Thor. Yeah, I mean, he's, he, he, Hulk butt, <laughs> Hulk <you know>? butt. <laughs> <laughs> but just like even when you know they're hanging out in his room and Hulk is like doing the ball, you know, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like Hulk like Thor, you know. I just mm-hmm. I don't know. I just like seeing another side of Thor and the way that Thor and Hulk kind of play off each other in this movie. Yeah. I think is it just works mm-hmm. and it's hilarious and it's cool and the fight with them too, you know, is awesome and so yeah, yeah. hands like, down. Like their 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 chemistry mm-hmm. is is awesome because you know Thor he likes to think of himself as you know the the strongest the mightiest avenger yeah you know yeah and then there's then there's hulk and and their their relationship goes back to you know the first avengers when they are fighting the bad guys or whatever and then hulk just goes off and hits thor yeah (laughs) it's like that 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 whole relationship that they have is is great and it's a (laughs) love-hate yeah and so and this whole movie with with them was was great you know when they first find each find each other in the arena together and Mm -hmm. Thor's reaction to that was was awesome. Then you know Thor's reaction to to Hulk at the end of the movie when they bring back that demon world killer oh, guy with right. the horn thing. Okay, so all we have to do is just let him destroy the planet and he kills Hela and everything's fine. Oh, okay, then good. Let's do that. And then you see Hulk running and oh, monster! Yeah, <laughs> and Thor's like, no, 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 wait, no, no. He's <laughs> like giant demon, I smash. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so, but I think, yeah, like in the other ones, you know, like Finn and Rose, I think I put them on here more because I just liked their interaction and I thought they were good um, counterparts to each other mm. in the movie. And in Star Wars, I feel like their story, I kind of am interested in seeing more Rose more than than Finn mm-hmm. as much. But I mean, I really liked her character in this movie and like what she brought. But and then, you know, the Justice League, when they actually all get together and you know, mm-hmm. work to beat Steppenwolf and Superman joins them in. and Yeah. It's cool. I just wish that there was more cool than eh in that movie. So, but yeah, yes. definitely I feel like hands down Thor and Hulk was the best team up of 2017. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that brings us to the best moment in a movie in 2017. The nominees are No Man's Land. In Wonder Woman. You need help with this next one? <laughs> the Colors of the Ogard. 
mm-hmm. which is the Ravenger funeral for Yondu. For Yondu at the end of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. The light speed missile ship thing <laughs> in Star Wars: The Last Jedi. And Logan's funeral in Logan. <laughs> <laughs> and the winner is No Man's Land Wonder Woman. Which, from the moment I saw that mm-hmm. movie, I mean, that is the reason why Wonder Woman was at the top of our list since July in our rankings. Yes. That is the goosebump moment of 2017 that mm-hmm. almost didn't get in the movie. Yes, because Warner Brothers executives wanted to cut that out because they felt like it wasn't needed. Are you fucking kidding me? That's like introducing you to the wonder of Wonder Woman. Yes, nobody else is willing to cross no man's land except Wonder Woman. I mean, she's even like Chris we Pine, have to do it. Even Chris Pine, they're like we don't need to save the, these people. We need to get to the ship. She's like I'm not going to leave these people to die. Mm-hmm. She's like then what's the point? What's the point? And it's like exactly. Yeah. That's what makes her better than all of you. <laughs> Yeah, and so, and it's it's just one thing where Warner Brothers executives they need to be left out of these fucking rooms. They just need to write checks. Yeah. How much do you need? Here you go. We need to get the best guys to do all the stuff. Here you go. We're gonna stay out of your way. If you want to have a, an hour a, a movie that's three hours long, make it three hours long. But yet the executives they you know get in here and they say I want a two hour movie and they, I want to leave the no man's land scene out because it serves no point to the movie. Bullshit! Right. It's it's the best moment of the year. Mm-hmm. Hands down. It's even on your posters that you were advertising for this movie. <laughs> right. It's. I just. I just. Uh, it was. It was amazing. It was awesome. I'm glad. Whoever won out, won out to keep it in. I, the director. Mm-hmm. I, you know. It's. Yeah. So hands down, that was the 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 best moment. Of the year. Yeah. And I think second, I would put the Yondu's funeral. Because mm-hmm. at the end of Guardians in the Galaxy, when they all come and they have kind of like the fireworks yeah. and they have oh, all that. Yeah. That was a little heart-wrenching, you know, for a comic book movie. Yeah, for yeah for a comic book movie and for a character who, you know. The movie before, just a bad guy. I mean, you didn't mm-hmm. really... Get the scope, and and yet in this movie, you know, the, like the, the the fans loved Yondu, and for him to kind of get that kind of send off was was awesome, and it got to the point to where you know the the director of Guardians of the Galaxy said, no, it's it's not a fake death. He's he's really dead, mm-hmm. you know, and he's he's not coming back. Which is like, oh, it's, it's his character was great, and it kind of goes to the, you know the actor who was playing him did an awesome job, of, right. Playing that character and and all that and that movie building up Yondu as to be the like the true dad to you know Star Lord was yeah when you know he kind of had you know ego there but mm-hmm. exactly. yeah that was yeah yeah that would be my my second second moment so all right best supporting character of 2017 the nominees are Lord Dern. Star Wars The Last Jedi. Zoe Saldana from Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. Michael Cera, Lego Batman. (laughs) (laughs) Ezra Miller in Justice League. And Chris Pine in Wonder Woman. And the winner is... Zoe Saldana in Guardians of the Galaxy. I thought she was great. I did. And, yeah, I mean, she was good in the first one. I loved her character in that one. Mm-hmm. And in this one, I feel the same way. I think that, you know, her character and then kind of, you know, they with her and then her sister, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of find out a little bit more of their history. And they kind of solve this angst between them a little yeah. bit. Like, Thanos did this to both of you. Mm-hmm. This hatred, he, you know grew this in you basically to hate each other so he could have more power over you Mm -hmm. divide and conquer kind of thing basically Mm -hmm. and i mean just 
you know, like what she kind of goes through. I mean, she's a hard ass. Plus, I mean, and plus she's an awesome fighter and, you know, all of that yeah. kind of stuff. And, you know, the actress playing her, playing Gamora is, I mean, she does. Yeah, because I, I think, like, during this whole movie and, and the first one, that I love her character when she's, you know, with Nebula. Mm-hmm. I think that she's also awesome with Chris Pratt's character. Right. It's like, she's just, she's just great. When she's on screen, no mm-hmm. matter who she's who she's with, she does an, an awesome job. Mm-hmm. So, I'd also like to add a, a an honorable mention here for Yondu because we kind of left him out of the the nominees. But I feel like he, you know, he wasn't on the movie a ton, but I feel like he could. But he like his part in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two was was huge. Mm-hmm. It was huge. Like his whole team of Ravengers, like most of them turn their back on him except for a handful of them that got killed Mm -hmm. and then you know he had to get away to help out i say chris pratt's character what was his name other than star Peter. peter peter quill Quill. peter quill (laughs) and for him to go there and sacrifice himself to save peter he's mary poppins man which which mary poppins which was great so Yeah, so I would kind of, I'd like to throw him in as an honorable mention. Sure, sure. Okay, so that brings us to the best lead female of 2017. The nominees are Daphne Keene, Logan. Daisy Ridley from Star Wars The Last Jedi. And Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman. And the winner is Gal Gadot, Gadot. Wonder Woman. <laughs> Hands down. I mean, yeah. I yes. mean, she is Wonder Woman. Yeah, she is one of those those actors who embodies when, when they get into a role. It's like, yes, you are perfect. You were born to play this role. Like Ryan Reynolds is born to play. Deadpool and on all that, like you were, mm-hmm. you are Wonder Woman, right? Like this, this is you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and and the way that she was in Wonder Woman was awesome. Well, and plus, it's like she plays, you know, a strong female lead, but not over the top. Mm-hmm. But yet, you know, she's the smartest person in a room. Yeah, when she goes in, and all those guys are sitting behind their, you know table and discussing the battle and then she goes in there and says you're here behind your desk Mm -hmm. while these people are risking their lives yeah and you're just sitting here you're not doing anything Mm -hmm. you need to be the ones that are out there risking your lives and doing this and And being and being inspiration for these men that you are telling what to do right and it's like I loved how they played her character where she's the smartest person. Yet, you know, she doesn't, you know, there's some things she just doesn't get, like, you know, street smarts kind of stuff just because, you know, she didn't. Mm-hmm. So then people kind of think that she's dumb or something, but then she goes and speaks how many different languages and yeah. knows all of this history of the world and all this stuff. And it's like, mm-hmm. I just love how she played this character because. You know, she can play this super strong woman, yet humble, mm-hmm. yet very reserved, but yet she can be a badass if she needs to be. When she comes out, I mean, again, yeah. going back to No Man's Land, and she comes back out, and she's like, screw you guys. I don't need you. Mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I, I, yeah, where she's having the, the badass fight scene moments and doing all that stuff where she saves that village. And it's so awesome because she's, you know... Beating up everyone. And Destroys a- the building. And then after that, you know, to see the, the kindness that when the, you know, the villagers come out right. and, you know, kind of thank her for everything that, that she has done was, was right. awesome. So. Right. And it's like her being the inspiration because, you know, if she can cross this field, then mm-hmm. let's do yeah. it. And then they all follow and then, you know, end up winning. So mm-hmm. definitely she embodies Wonder Woman and yeah. excellent job. Hands down. Best lead female. Yep. All right. That brings us to best lead male. 
The nominees are Ryan Gosling, Blade Runner 2049. Hugh Jackman in Logan. Tom Holland in Spider-Man Homecoming. And the winner is... Hugh Jackman in Logan. His his performance in this was outstanding. It was... It was the perfect... Awesome. I say awesome a lot. <laughs> well, it's better than beating something down. This is... Yes. Like, you just, his, his, you like, just need some synonyms to awesome. Yes. Like, his, his performance in this movie to... You saw, like, his, like, range of of his acting throughout the movie, which is also... I, I just happened to see it again last night, so it's really super fresh in my head. <laughs> and, I, I mean, it was great. He did such an awesome job at trying to have this at the beginning of the movie, I don't care, attitude, I mean, bullshit which is basically thing, just, Wolverine. Yeah. But, and then by the time you get to the end to where he's doing things that he knows that he's actually going to die and that are going to kill him and he's being, you know, you know, selfless mm-hmm. about it, trying to help uh, Laura, who's X-23, mm-hmm. her character and the other children, you know, escape. Right. And it was just, it was just well done. Well, and plus I feel like this is the perfect farewell to Hugh Jackman as Wolverine as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, so you had that, movie, that uh, emotional, you know, you had that emotional kind of part mm-hmm. to it. He's an older Wolverine. Um, his, you know, he has that, I don't care attitude, but yet he's over here taking care of Charles Xavier, who yeah. is kind of, lost the ability to control his powers. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, he's basically his caretaker. So it's kind of like, yeah, he doesn't, it's all show. Yeah, yeah. I don't care, yeah. but I really, I do care. Mm-hmm. And just the fact that you can kind of see that, you know, he's not able to heal as fast, you know, and mm-hmm. he's doing all of this stuff. And I mean, yeah, like Hugh Jackman played this character. The fight scenes were, you know, very well choreographed and very mm-hmm. well done. And, you know, he's another person that embodies mm-hmm. Wolverine. I mean, Hugh Jackman. I mean. Yeah, he's you, played he's played this character for so long. It's, you know, now since hopefully this deal with Disney goes goes through that we'll get a new Wolverine. I mean, it's going to be some hard shoes to feel. To yeah, fill. it is. It's going to be it's going to be it's going to be really difficult for the next person that gets picked to be Wolverine. Because, I mean, you're going to be compared to him no matter what yes no matter what you will always be compared to hugh jack i mean it's like any guy playing superman is always compared to christopher reeve yes Mm -hmm. i mean every superman after him is compared to him Mm because he embodied superman yeah and and it's and it's just human nature to compare to other ones that have played those characters it's it happens in all the movies look Mm -hmm. at the jokers the batmans and right and all of that it's just something that that we do, and I'm telling you, those are huge shoes to fill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, yeah, definitely his. I mean, and in all the movies where he has played Wolverine, mm-hmm. this is also his best performance as Wolverine. Yes, mm-hmm. I agree. So, all right, so that leaves us to the last one, which is the movie of the year, best movie. Best, Best movie, movie of the year. 2017. 2017. And the winner is... Big surprise. Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. Yeah, this was this was such a, a no-brainer. And, was, you know, we talked in our last show when we had our uh, Star Wars review that we are both surprised that... In June, when Wonder Woman made it number one, I had a pretty good feeling going into July. This. July, okay, July. Was it July? <laughs> that was July first. I thought it was June. I thought it was July first. No, Spider Man was in July. Wonder okay, Woman well maybe it was, was June. June. Sorry. And yeah, because we I, I was going on vacation, so we had to watch it and do it. You know, okay, that yeah, that's kind it. Kind of thing. Okay, last week in June and first week in June. Um, that's why I said first week in June. <laughs> something it, it happened this year, um, and it took the number one spot. And looking at the rest of the movies for the year that it was going to, that it was going to go up against, 
neither one of us thought that she was going to hold on to the number one spot because there were really good movies coming up. You said you had Marvel's take on Spider-Man coming out the very next month. Right. You know, and you still had Thor mm-hmm. Ragnarok coming. Justice League was kind of, was kind of, you know, shaky just because of what it, because of what it was. And then Star Wars. Right. The, the juggernaut it is, it's coming out with, with episode eight. And for it to hold on to the number one spot to make it through the gauntlet of movies it had to go to is quite impressive for right. me. But I think that goes back to the the director did an awesome job. Mm-hmm. The story was great. Gal Gadot nailed Wonder right. Woman. And it had those moments yeah. that inspired you, that gave you goosebumps. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, awesome. <laughs> So to go back to your word, awesome. <laughs> yes, that's the word for 2017. Hopefully, I'll get another one. You know, a year from now when we're doing right. 2018, and I won't be saying awesome all the time. <laughs> so, so yeah. So the movie of the year for 2017 is Wonder Woman. Yep. And I just wish that she would have got the love in the box office globally that she deserved. Mm-hmm. But that goes back to some countries just. Uh, don't really believe in uh, women. Or strong women. Strong women, yes. Because they didn't even play the movie at all. Right. So. Well, cool. Well, I think that's... I think that wraps up our movie reviews or our movie awards, I should say. Mm-hmm. The magic beans have all been given away. And, 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 the, stink- and the stinky beans. And the stinky beans. And I, I guess looking forward to, um, what, 2018... Has for us. There's tons of good movies that I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing. You get, we have, have, you said eight superhero movies. I believe that yes, I believe there's eight because you have you know the the MCU. You have the Black Panther, um, Avengers: Infinity War, Ant Man and the Wasp, and then you have Fox's stuff, which is the New Mutants, which the trailer to me looks. Really it's definitely good. different. It, yes, it does. It is different. I'm just kind of curious to see. It gives you a, the feeling of a horror-ish mm-hmm. kind of movie, but I don't know if they're going to go. I can't. I can't imagine them going. You know, full blown horror and giving it a rated R yeah, movie because it's they're they're kids, mm-hmm. and I, I can't. I just I can't see them really doing that. But they can still do a creepy, creepy take on it because. The first trailer looked looked really good. Um, then you also have um, Dark Phoenix, X Men Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Eh. Then you have Venom. Eh. Which eh, I'm down. I'm down to see that. I'm just not 100 percent on Venom, and we can get to that later when we have the Venom talk. Then, but... you, also, then you also have Deadpool, which I I'm. It should be entertaining, nonetheless, because of the the jokes, the fourth and wall I'm break. I'm excited about seeing Josh Brolin as Cable. Yes, I think he's going to. I think do he's going to be a good counterpart to Deadpool. Fantastic job because he looks great mm-hmm. as as Cable. Um. So yeah, so yeah, there ends up being eight of those things, and DC's Aquaman, I think, is mm-hmm. like December. So right. I'm, you know, curious to see how that's going to look with this director. Hopefully, um, it's more along the lines of. Wonder Woman and not so much the Justice League. Well, it's a totally different director. So, and it's totally different. I'm sure it's going to be a totally different look and feel. Just like Wonder Woman Mm -hmm. is totally different than Mm -hmm. Zack Snyder's Justice League and Mm -hmm. Batman v Superman. And and hopefully there's no huge massive reshoots. And hopefully the Warner Brothers executives stay the hell out of there. Right. Um, But yeah, and then you throw in your your Fantastic Beast and your. Jurassic World and, and Wrinkle in Time and I mean it's going to be an exciting year so I'm thinking because right now we got what like 17 as of now there's like 17 movies on our list for 2018 that we're going to mm-hmm. review right so similar to this year we're with 18 it's going to be an exciting year I mean Infinity War is going to be whew. <laughs> talk about the goosebumps like I got the goosebumps for Black Panther thinking that was my most anticipated movie I want to see and it's going to be the first one out of the gate for us. Mm-hmm. And then the trailer dropped for Avengers Infinity War. And I'm just like, oh, I don't know if Black Panther is my most anticipated movie anymore. <laughs> it's, got, it's got some high competition. <laughs> yes. And we forgot about Solo. 
Oh, the Ron yeah. Howard Star Wars movie. So I'm kind of excited to see what he's going to do with the franchise. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's definitely going to be an exciting year. Yeah. 2018. Yeah, be great. So, Well, cool. I think that's going to wrap it up for us this year. 2017. Our reviews are technically over because we're not going to have another one till the new year. Yep. So we want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Stay at Home, Don't Have to Work, you know. Festivus. Festivus. So whatever <laughs> makes you happy, we wish you all the joy in that. <laughs> yes. Yes. But anyway, this is going to wrap it up for us. You can also you can always find us online at screenbeanspodcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at screenbeanspod. You can also find us on Facebook. Friend us, like us, share us, you know, whatever makes you happy. And you can also find all of our podcasts on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud, you know, wherever on the dark web you can find us. That's going to do it for 2017, and we'll be back with you after the new year. (laughs) Bye, guys.